0: Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Herbert, your host, and with me today is, uh, oh, Brandon's on vacation, and we will be doing some auditions for a co host. Let's see, I might not be here in about a week or so, so it may be Brandon and the co host as well. Let's see, what's on the menu today? We're going to be talking about records that have been broken recently. We'll be talking about more about sticky stuff, Trevor Barr, Garrett Cole, and some softball talking about the WCWS, the World Series, FSU, what they're doing in Oklahoma. And we'll be digging into the Twitter mailbag and answering your questions. So what's on the menu today? We'll be taking a look at some records that have been recently broken. We'll be looking at some sticky stuff that's been questionable, things that pitchers may or may not have been using to affect their spin rate. And... Trevor Byers' attitude, or (laughs) Trevor Byers' remarks and Garrett Cole's remarks on that recently. We'll be looking at the women's championship for the World Series in college and FSU, how they're advancing. Plus, they'll be playing again tonight. And we'll dig deep into the Twitter mailbag and see what's going on, questions you've been sending us at the baseball biz. Let's kick it off. Let's take a look at some of those records that have been broken. Tony LaRussa, White Sox manager, recently achieved his 2,764th career victory. That moving just past John McCraw and to second place on baseball wins list as a manager. Now he just has to go ahead and try to get past number one. And that's Connie Mack, who has, oh, <laughs> almost 1,000 more career victories than LaRussa. Tony, you're going to be staying in the game for a little while longer to hit that. Oh, and uh, Tyler Glass now. Another achievement. Last night, playing against the Nationals at the Trop, Tyler delivered 11 strikeouts. And in that same game, he hit a record for himself. He hit his 500th career strikeout. Looking at some information from stats by stats, they said, let's see, Tyler Glass now is the first player in the modern era to strike out 10-plus in each of his first six home starts of the season. Woof! Congratulations, Tyler. And as you may know, Joe West is now the number one umpire as far as the total number of games umpired in a career. He hit that about a week ago with 5,376. wonder how many games he has umpired with... Tony La Russa being the manager. <laughs> Joe West also recently began inspecting ball caps from MLB pitchers to see if they got any sticky stuff on there. Well, let's see what happens with the spin rates. Okay, we're going to take a break now with a new sponsor of uh, Baseball Biz. And what's it called? Beard Buddy. Okay, great. Well, here it is. Pitchers looking for something to give you that competitive edge? Looking to put a little spin back in your life? Tired of having Joe West come out and check your baseball cap? No, now we have the perfect solution for you. It's Beard Buddy, the pitcher's friend. Just screw your beard with a little bit of Beard Buddy and you'll have just what you need when you go to the mound. Getting ready for that pitch? Need for it to have a little extra spin? Lightly stroke your beard as if you're thinking of how you're going to make that next pitch, and you'll get the grip that you need. There it goes. Yet another strike that no one saw coming. So put some spin back in your game. Find that competitive edge again. And keep those batters striking at the wind with Beard Buddy. Sold by equipment managers everywhere, or not so much. This product has not been endorsed by MLB or Trevor Barr. At least we don't think so. We also have a Little League version. Earwax packs. Put your finger in your ear and there you go. No animals were hurt in the production of these products. Okay. We may wind up losing that uh, account just as soon as we got it with the upcoming story on sticky stuff. MLB rules and how they now finally plan on enforcing them. We did a story on sticky stuff back in January. I believe it was the 14th, 2021 editions. Uh, let's see, a baseball biz. That one was entitled MLB Get a Grip. And it gave a history of a sanctioned product, MUD, that all MLB teams, all 30 of them, were using. And Basically, it is a mud. They were putting it on the ball. It was able to help the pitchers get a slightly better grip of the ball. So that was something that was sanctioned. Now, there has since been then several other substances that pitchers have used to give them better control. Before I go any further, let's go ahead and look at the rule from MLB regarding this. The MLB rule reads, No player is permitted to intentionally damage, deface, or discolor the baseball by rubbing it with any type of foreign item or substance, including dirt or saliva. Failure to follow this rule will result in an injection and an automatic 10-game suspension. I want you to keep that in mind, okay, for a moment. This rule, I believe, is uh, 6.02 in the MLB rulebook. It has several little sub-paragraphs on specific items, even like emery boards, etc. that pitchers may have used in the past to give them a little bit more of a better grip on the ball. So the rule has been in place since like the 1920s, and it was there primarily to address issues with the spitball. So what has happened with it recently? Well, there's been a resurgence in using this. We've seen spin rates increase with a lot of pitchers and and their ability to shrink their ERA, which also helps their team increase more wins, reduces runs that their opponent may make, and also increases the value of the pitcher when they come to contract negotiation. Some would argue that it lessens what their opponents are able to, to negotiate simply because they haven't had the same advantage. Here's the thing. They're t- they're taking some measures toward this. I mean, it's been there all along, but this rule really hasn't been enforced for decades. We spent more time worrying about steroids and sign stealing lately than anything else. But recently, uh, I think it was May 26th, and see in a major league game. But recently, but recently, Joe West walked to the mound of a pitcher and asked to see his cap. And before the pitcher did anything else, he handed it over to him. Joe looked at it, took it away. And I guess they were going to inspect it. In the meantime, he had someone else bring another ball cap out to the player. Well, in case you didn't think MLB was actually going to do something about this, they've been threatening for about a week now to say, we're going to come out with a new statement. Well, there's nothing new to be said. The rule's been there all along. It's just a matter of not whether they want to enforce it. Well, like a lot of things, they don't go ahead and just go full force across the entire league. But what they have been doing is gathering some balls and gloves and such over the last week or so, and they're investigating whether or not they can locate any of those substances being used on the player's equipment. So where are you going to enforce it at? Let's start with the minor league level. Last weekend, let's see, I think there was three minor league pitchers that umpires ejected from the team because they had some sort of foreign substance on their person. One of them was a pitcher for the Eugene Emeralds. And there are two others as well. I don't have all that information in front of me. But what it, what we're seeing here is, <laughs> like a lot of rules that are instituted at a minor league level, it's almost a heads up to the major league, saying, hey, guess what? We are going to enforce this rule. That means owners are going to have to get together and say, managers, pay attention. We're, we're going to enforce this rule. You know, we've it's been lax. And one of the reasons it's been lax is because if you give the pitcher better control of the ball through a foreign substance or a raised seam or anything you may do with the ball, perhaps having more control, there will be less incidence of someone being hit in the head, hit by a pitch, period. Well, Trevor Breyer brought this up, like I said, a couple of years ago. And he long said, he would just like to see a level playing field. I know with HBO Real Sports a while back, he was saying that he thought at least 70% of pitchers were using something to increase their spin rate with the ball. Here's Trevor recently, what he had to say as more accusations are going out there since Trevor's spin rate went up a lot in the last few years.
1: Yeah, like I said, I want to compete on a fair playing field. I think everyone wants to compete on a fair playing field. So if they're serious about actually doing something about the rule that's on the books, then that's all I've wanted for four years. You know?
0: Well, that sounds like a honest response. You know, he's not saying he didn't use it. But what he's saying is he does want a level playing field. I'm not sure how other pitchers are going to respond to this. I'm sure there's maybe plenty of math there using it. I don't know that I would say... 70%, 80%, 90%, 10%. But there's there's probably a lot. I don't think we'll start putting asterisk by pitchers for what they may have achieved in the past on their ERA, etc. The part of this is because of the AJ analytics. We look closely at everything. So there's all these other deciding factors. There's so much more on the expectations of what a pitcher can deliver. That holds true with Garrett Cole as well. Interestingly enough, you may not have known this about uh, about Garrett, but he actually holds a place. Let's try to find this here. Hang on. Here we go. Garrett Cole himself, Zach Britton, another pitcher from the Yankees. And let's see who else. Uh, St. Louis pitcher Andrew Miller pre-agent pitcher James Paxton and Max Scherzer. They're all on the executive subcommittee of the Major League Baseball Players Association. So presumably they will be working closely with MLB as MLB decides to actually start enforcing this rule. You know, since since uh, Garrett co has been kind of Part of the topic, when we look back to Bubba Harkins with the Angels, who made a big deal out of saying Garrett Coe was one of the people he supplied his uh, his special mix of sticky stuff to. Garrett was kind of iffy the other day when he was asked about it. Did he use a specific sticky stuff? There's a product out there. I think it's called SpiderTac. And let's see. Here's what Garrett had to say.
1: And how do you ever use SpiderTac? while um, I don't I don't know I, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know quite I don't quite know how to answer that to be honest um, I mean there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players from the last generation of players to this generation of players and, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. And, and, uh, I've stood pretty, stood pretty firm in, in terms of that, uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot. Um, you know, and, and I, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, you know, this is important to a lot of people that love the game and this is including, including the players in this room, including fans, including, you know, teams. And so if MLB wants to, you know, legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have um, because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction.
0: Wow. That sounded painful. You know, when you're then uncomfortable to give a quick answer on whether or not you're using spider attack, which was, Basically, a uh, sticky stuff that is used for holding Atlas stones. What are Atlas stones? When you see these guys from the World's Strongest Man big picking up these big giant rocks. That's what the spider tax is for, to help them hold the big giant rocks in their competition. But nonetheless, it's something that baseball players have been using, or something similar. I think there's also Pelican Grip out there and other how Woodges, etc., plus all the homegrown foreign substances. Anyway, it sounded like Garrett was struggling there. You know, he didn't want to say anything. He was very noncommittal. And who could blame him? Yeah, I've been using that stuff forever. Oh, which against the rules? I didn't know that. He can't say that, you know. And then, you know, I was mentioning earlier, he's on, like, executive committee with the Major League Baseball Players Association. So he says something to the effect, well, you know, if, if the owners want to legislate, Something like that. Well, we're open to hearing about it. What's to legislate? the The rules on the books. It's a matter of enforcement. And do you have a process to enforce? Brand and I were kidding around you know, a couple of weeks ago, saying, "Well, you get the my guy to go out there, and he gathers up all the balls and in between the in between the replays, he can go out there and have a little laboratory in the back of the building and and check out everything, you know." More likely, you will have uh, maybe they'll treat it more like steroids. Out of nowhere, you know, when a player comes in into the dugout, there'll be an MLB employee that says, "Hand over your glove, man." It, it's at random. What? Wait, huh? Hand over your glove. Yeah. And also, I had the ball boy give me those balls. I, I want We're going to check everything right now. It doesn't sound really feasible. I'm not sure what they're going to do about this. And quite honestly, I don't know that really they should because if it does give the pitcher a better control of the ball and you make it blanketly open to everybody to do it, then the game can be interesting. Does it put hitters at a disadvantage? A bit. Does it increase the safety of a hitter? Maybe. Maybe that makes it worth it. I don't know. But it does need to be cleared up. Yes, there's a rule in place. Yes, it's being broken big time. But we'll see what MLB actually brings out in the next week or so. Again, I'm going to recommend going ahead and listening to the Baseball Biz episode from January 14th. And you can find that everywhere. I guess uh, iHeartRadio, I'll also post it again on Twitter and Facebook because it talks about the need to have the balls mudded. It talks about how Rawlings at one point was trying to make the ball more tacky. And maybe that's the case. You find a way to make the ball where pitcher can have a better grip than they're able to right now and eliminate any kind of need whatsoever for sticky stuff. But that one talks a little bit about the history, where the mud comes from, how this one unique little family gathers it up for all 30 teams across MLB. Again, that's called MLB Get a Grip. Baseball biz, January 14th. Okay, enough of the self-plug stuff. Let's step into the realm of something a whole lot more positive and entertaining. And that's softball. Specifically, women's collegiate softball, because right now, the Women's Collegiate World Series, the WCWS, is going on. Several teams have fought and worked their way up, and one of them is Florida State. FSU, who actually took the title in 2018, is trying to do it again. They were, the I think, the 11th seed in this championship. They were in the, actually in the loser's bracket. They fought their, their way all the way back up, And they're facing Oklahoma right now in Oklahoma. (laughs) Game one was last night. And you know if you're in Oklahoma. I mean, there were Florida State fans there. Don't get me wrong. But it just seemed like a sea of red. And that's Oklahoma's color. But also you have crimson and gold, which is the colors of Florida State. But it has been an exciting tournament to watch. My wife and I have been watching the last few weeks, and Florida State's just been amazing. They still have a few players on the team from their 2018 championship. And in the finals where they are now, there's a couple things you should know about softball if you don't already. It is a seven-inning game. And I can tell you that these collegiate players, they are fierce. They're absolutely fierce. The last night, Florida State won the first of the World Series games. It's a best of three. So tonight, tonight being Wednesday, it could all be over. So check it out tonight on ESPN. And if Oklahoma wins tonight, there will be a third game. And that, I believe, will be tomorrow. So anyway, check your schedules on that. Here's a few keys about what's happened with FSU. And I want to credit Kurt Weiler from the Tallahassee Democrat for some of this. Uh, He and I went back and forth on Twitter the other day. And looking, let's see, he's talking about the performance of the night. He says, the number 10 Seminoles, I was wrong, I said number 11. Number 10 Seminoles, who have a record of 49-11-1, don't know what that one is, uh, let see, uh, beat the top-seeded Sooners 54-4 at their own offensive game in the opening game of the WCWS Championship Series, jumping out to a 7-0 lead on the way to an 8-4 victory in front of a very heavily crowd, OU crowd, of 12,173 fans at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium in Oklahoma City. Their coach, Lonnie Alameda, said, I was proud of all of us, even me, (laughs) with regard to how our team handled the moment and the atmosphere. Again, that's from Kurt Weiler. He is with Tallahassee Democrat. You can also find him on Twitter, at Kurt, and that's at Kurt, C-U-R-T, then the letter M, and then Weiler, W-E-I-L-E-R. Again, at Kurt M. Weiler, C-U-R-T-M-W-E-I-L-E-R. Some of our observations in last night's game was uh, was Josie Muffley from, from Florida State. This young lady, she is a sophomore. And she was running into home. The catcher blocked the plate. Here's a rule you should know. Guess what? You shouldn't be blocking the plate if you don't have the ball in your hand yet. So the catcher's blocking the plate, and Muffley just charges in. To get to home. And in doing so, she it, it looks like there, there's a bad collision. She's not getting up immediately. She has both hands on her head. And I and anybody else watching this game is concerned. This young lady, this sophomore, I mean, she's had a lot of injuries in the past. She used to play field hockey and baseball you know, with guys in high school and before she moved on to softball. She's got seven screws in her ankle. She's got a broke. She's had a broken back, and she had to wear a brace for about three months. Shoulder injuries, and last night she was wearing a knee brace. <laughs> this is a young lady who's a sophomore. All that comes from somebody who is tenacious, who is fierce, and one of the reasons that the team did so well last night. I'm not going to get into more of it because go ahead and look up at the Tallahassee.com. Or just search it online. There's, there's It was exciting to watch. I can't wait to see the game tonight. And that's on ESPN. Okay. What other thing we're we'll to take? Oh, let's go to the mailbag. Baseball Biz mailbag. Here we go. This one's from somebody named Spaulding. So the title here is Know Your Candy Bars, Butterfinger versus Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Spalding wants to know when did I see the movie Candy Shack? Because I must have forgotten something. I was talking about the other day that the Astros are much like the candy bar that got th- thrown in the pool. Everybody says, oh, look, it's duty. Only I said it was a Butterfinger when indeed it was a Babe Ruth. Okay, may I it. Forgive me. But it is interesting watching the Astros right now. Because they're what, are they, they beating up on the Red Sox right now. You know we're, t- we're talking about them upsetting the AL East. I'll continue to see what happens with that. Okay, there you go, Spalding. My apologies. Let's see. This one is from Arg. Arg. It's A A R G H. Pirates fan evidently says, "Dear baseball biz, I'm a Pirates fan. What should I do?" What do you mean, what do you should what you do? I know what he's talking about. Recently, Javi Baez was playing you know, one of the teams against the Pirates, and he, uh, he was running to first. There was a lot going on out the field. Somebody who may be running to home. The first baseman had the ball, and he saw Javi Baez running back to home plate. So he starts to chase Javi. At that point, another player comes in, runs in, and scores a home run. Javi Baez then goes back, touches first, a ball is overthrown, and he heads on up, and he takes second base. It was crazy. When all that had to happen was for that Pirates first baseman to take the ball, put his foot on first base, Javi would have been out into play, period. Boom. That didn't happen. You can imagine the manager was, uh, hmm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's a little concerned about that. And he's like, I understand the heat of a moment in a play, but man, that is some basic baseball 101. And some remedial training needs to go on for that team. And why do I say for the team and not just for that one individual? Well, let's see, because last night, Pirates rookie Key Ryan Hayes hit a home run, or what seemed to be a home run. And as he ran around the bases, he missed one. He missed first base. So when he gets all the way up to home, the catcher takes the ball, has Knight there in his mitt, and then taps. Kibrian, guess what? You didn't touch, touch first. You're tagged out. Oh, gosh. That is a real head scratcher. So, Arg, your question is what do you do as being a Pirates fan? Huh? I guess stop being a parts fan. Find another team. Not very good, but that, that's crazy, man. Anyway, best wishes to you. Arg. All right. Let's see here, here, here. What do we get? Oh, uh, this one is from Alaka My Voice. Ah, uh, it sounds like a made-up name. Alaka My Voice. And you wanted to know what it would be, what it takes to be a host on Baseball Biz, our co-host. What's funny you should ask us? we are doing some auditions. Because myself I'm going to take some time off, or Brandon will take some time off. So uh, Horace Horace is uh he'll probably be able to you send us something here to us at the baseball biz on Twitter if you're interested in doing some co hosting. And Horace, do we got some of the audition tapes you've already got in? Okay, can we hear those? Yep. Audition for baseball biz. Jason B. Jones, take one. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about, Max. I'm saying that if you're going to play baseball, you got to at least check what the weather's like out there. They should be able to postpone a game when it's 40 degrees. Next. Next, uh, applicant. Tommy KK. Well, you know, when it comes down to baseball, the thing you have to remember is that it can be a changing thing. It's a living and breathing beast. So, next. So that's all you got for me, Horace? Yep. Well, I was hoping for at least a few more candidates, or at least something. I I don't know. This guy sound a little too familiar for me, and I'd like to hear somebody that's more unique. Can you give me somebody like that, Horace? Mm, maybe. Okay. Well, anybody interested in being a co-host occasionally on here, and reach you can reach me, Mark at the Baseball Biz on Twitter. That's the best way. And just give me a little bit of your information why you'd like to be a co-host on Baseball Biz. And Brandon and I would love to have you. Hey, thanks again, Horace. Okay. Okay, and thank you all, everybody, for joining us once again for another edition of Baseball Biz. And we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Go Nose! Don't forget to watch FSU Tonight on ESPN. Special thanks to x R-U-X for the music rocking forward. And to Machette for the
1: music snap.